This is Series 1, Episode 5, and this week's recipe is Vegan Chocolate Dessert Cake. Do you lack confidence when it comes to baking? Can't follow a recipe to save yourself? Your kitchen is a mess whilst cooking and you are always disappointed with what you've baked. Are you that person who always gets allocated the safe, easy task of just bringing the cheese and bickies to the party? Such a piece of cake And your smile is the icing Hi, my name is Karen Naylor and I have turned my love of home baking into a little business in Melbourne called Cakes of Melbourne. I make custom-designed celebration cakes and other beautiful and tasty baked goods. I want to teach you how to become a confident and happy baker. I am throwing out the traditional recipe format and keeping it real. Just follow my in-depth, step-by-step approach, an instructional podcast that has you participating in real time. Stick around till the end of each podcast for some great baking tips. Now, let's get into today's recipe so you can start announcing to yourself, your family and friends, I can cook. A vegan chocolate dessert cake. This is not a sponge cake that's light and fluffy. This is a rich, decadent dessert cake that is dense with a creamy texture and extra chocolatey. Give this recipe a go. You won't fail. There are no fancy machines needed and not many dishes to do. This recipe serves between 14 to 18 portions, depending on how big you want your slices. You need two hours to make this cake. But this includes prepping, making, baking, which is the majority of it, and cleaning up. You'll also need a 24 centimetre or a 9 inch springform cake pan, which will set you back about 7 bucks from large supermarkets here in Australia. This won't be a once off use though, as we will use this size for a lot of my cakes and cheesecake recipes. Springform pans are great as they prevent your cake getting stuck in the pan because they have a slide lever that separates the side of the pan from the base. However, if you do happen to have a cake pan that isn't a spring form and around about the same size required, use it. We'll make sure your cake doesn't get stuck. For those of you who would just like to cut to the chase and use the traditional recipe format, go to the episode notes where I have listed this for you. So I have allowed time so that you can cook along with the podcast, but at any time you feel that I'm going too fast for you, please press pause and then press play again when you are ready to go on to the next step. Okay, first things first, ingredients, reconnaissance. Just eyeball in your pantry and fridge to see if you have these ingredients and enough of them. Don't get them out yet, we're just in the planning phase. So do you have 400 grams of vegan chocolate? I use Sweet William. For the best quality chocolate, make sure that cocoa butter is listed in the ingredients on the back of the pack.
And do you have 125 grams of vegan butter? For example, Natalex? Fifty grams or half a cup of plain flour. Four dessert spoons or twenty grams of cocoa. One cup or 175 grams of brown sugar. One cup or 120 grams of ground almonds or almond meal. Four dessert spoons of vegan milk such as soy, five teaspoons of egg replacer, I use no egg egg replacer, fifteen dessert spoons or 150 mils of water. And for your condiments you'll need a small amount of cocoa powder just for dusting the cake. Some raspberries or strawberries. And a scoop of vegan vanilla ice cream, such as So Good Dairy Free. If you don't have all these ingredients or the cake pan, write it down on your list for your next shop and make the cake next weekend. There is no point racing to the supermarket just to get some flour. It's too stressful. Don't bother. Next, clear the decks and feed that cat. You can't begin until you have your house in order. What I mean by that is I've found I always make mistakes when I get distracted or work in a mess. Okay, so maybe this easy recipe won't be a game changer, but as you start to build on your cooking skills, getting your house in order is so important to successful and happy baking. So feed the pets, make yourself a cuppa, empty the dishwasher or load it if you couldn't be bothered the night before. And if you have little ones, change their nappies and feed them. Check your mobile and emails if you need to. And make room on your kitchen bench. I've learned the hard way by losing a cake over the edge all because I refuse to remove the fruit bowl. And then wipe down the kitchen bench. Place your current dishcloth and tea towel in the laundry and grab a fresh set and then wash your hands. So pause this podcast now and press play when you have cleared the decks and fed that cat. Okay, so now it's time to grab all your ingredients and place them on the kitchen bench. You're going to get your chocolate, your cocoa powder, brown sugar, 
plain flour, ground almonds, egg replacer, your vegan milk, and your vegan butter. And to decorate your cake, you're going to have your vegan vanilla ice cream in the freezer. You'll need your raspberries and strawberries. And you'll need your cocoa powder, which is already out. Next, you're going to grab all your equipment out. You need a medium mixing bowl that can go in the microwave. You need a large mixing bowl that doesn't need to go in the microwave or a salad bowl or a round large plastic container. A small bowl. You need a set of measuring cups or three cups that are the same size. Teacup size, not coffee mugs. A dessert spoon. You need a batter spatula or another dessert spoon. A teaspoon. A whisk. And a fork. Or just a fork. You need a sieve. You need a tea strainer, but this is optional. You need some aluminium foil. Some non-stick baking paper.
You need cooking oil spray. A serving plate. A cooling rack, which is also optional. And you'll need some scissors and a pencil or pen. Just a note here with the equipment that we're using. Some recipes, not using scales to measure grams and ounces, for example, can drastically affect your baking outcomes. I plan on getting into this further when recipes do call for this, but at the moment, the simple recipes that we're concentrating on we're going to make this work with cups and teaspoons and dessert spoons. Okay, so now we're going to prepare your cake pan for baking. This is really important as you don't want the cake to get stuck in the pan when you try and turn it out and you end up ruining all your hard work. So you're going to grab your 24 centimeter or 9 inch round springform cake pan. You're going to grab your cooking oil spray, also a pencil and scissors, and the non-stick baking paper. Now, pull out a bit of baking paper. and trace around the circle base of the cake pan. And then cut that circle out. When you're cutting out your baking paper, make sure you cut just inside the pencil or the pen mark so that that's not included on the baking paper because you don't want that to contaminate your cake during cooking. Next, you need to cut strips of baking paper so they are as deep as your pan. So this doesn't need to be perfect. So what I do is I usually just cut three strips of baking paper that are the width of the box of the baking paper. And then I can make sure that I cut them eight centimeters or three and one eighth inch wide.
Now spray the base and sides of your baking pan with the spray oil over the top of the kitchen sink. That oil spray can go everywhere if you're not careful. Then place your circle in the baking pan. And then the sides. and use a little bit more oil spray to glue down that overlapping baking paper. Also trim around the perimeter where the baking paper is up above the pan. You are going to cover your cake pan with foil and this excess will get in the way. So trim all the way round. So now you can put away your baking paper. The oil. pencil and any scraps of paper into the bins. And then just place your beautifully prepared baking pan to the side until you need it. So now you are going to turn your oven on. Make sure that you have your oven rack in the center of the oven and remove any other racks or baking trays. If you have an oven with a fan, Turn the temperature to 180 degrees Celsius or 356 degrees Fahrenheit. If you have an oven without a fan, turn the temperature to 200 degrees Celsius or 392 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so now you're going to measure out your ingredients. So grab a cup and a dessert spoon. Open up your butter and start spooning the butter into the cup, making sure that you are packing it down. Now fill the cup until it is, say, 7 eighths full, which is 125 grams. 
I like to think of this measurement being the same as if you had to serve someone a cup of coffee and take it to their table without spilling it and you had really shaky hands. Fill it to this safe height. Seal up the remaining butter and pop that back into the fridge. With your butter that you've measured out in the cup, using your spoon, place this butter into your medium-sized microwave-proof bowl. Now open up your chocolate bars and break into pieces using the pre-cut lines that are pressed into the chocolate. You need 400 grams. So typically a block comes in 100 gram packets, but this depends on the brand. So you will need to check the weight on the front of the packet. Place this chocolate into the microwave-proof bowl with the butter. Pop your empty chocolate packaging in the bin. So next you're going to grab a cup and fill it halfway full which is approximately 50 grams of the plain flour. This flour will be loosely packed. Now don't stress, you're probably gonna have flour and sugar over your bench top. This is completely normal, but don't panic, we're gonna have time to clean that up later. So fill the next cup full to the top, which is 175 grams with brown sugar. So pat this down with a dessert spoon so that it is packed, but not too tightly. And next, you're going to fill your cup all the way to the top with the ground almonds or almond meal. So you need approximately 120 grams. So just fill this cup all the way to the top and then just level it off. You don't need to pack this tight. If you are using measuring cups, you might be short one cup. So just use a teacup or a small coffee cup to measure out the almond meal. So grab your large mixing bowl, the one that isn't microwave oven proof, and measure out four dessert spoons of milk and place this milk into this bowl. You should have egg replacer and cocoa powder in its packaging on the bench still to measure out. Tear off a large sheet of aluminium foil 
large enough to cover and seal your cake tin later. Now that everything is measured out, you can put all of your unused ingredients away. You should only have on your bench these things now. Your prepared cake pan, chocolate and butter in a microwave-proof mixing bowl, a large mixing bowl with milk in it, a dessert spoon that was used to measure out the butter and milk, one cup of brown sugar, one cup of ground almonds, half a cup of plain flour, a sieve, egg replacer, a whisk or a fork, a batter spatula or another dessert spoon, a sheet of aluminium foil, a cooling rack, which is optional, a serving plate, cocoa powder, just have this kept in the box, a tea strainer, which is optional, raspberries or strawberries, and in the freezer, you should have some vegan ice cream. So we're going to melt the butter and the chocolate now. So place this bowl into your microwave and heat it up for 40 seconds. Then give it a really good stir with your dessert spoon that you use to measure out your milk with. Don't be tempted to heat it for any longer than this as it might cause it to seize up. So chocolate with cocoa butter retains its shape for longer even though it has been heated. The crystals inside are getting very busy though so stirring will activate the crystals to spread out and melt. So after a really good stir, you can then place the bowl back in the microwave for 30 seconds. Ba -dum -bum, doo -doo 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 -doo. 
Again, give it a really good stir with your dessert spoon and squash out any lumps of unmelted chocolate and stir it again. If needed, you can place back in the microwave for 10 more seconds and then stir again. Your chocolate and butter should now be smooth and of a medium thick consistency. Okay, so place this bowl to one side now. Okay, into the large mixing bowl that already has the milk in it, you are going to add the brown sugar and the ground almonds now. Next, you are going to place your sieve over this bowl and tip your flour into it. And then place four level dessert spoons of cocoa also into this sieve. Shake the sieve from side to side until all has gone through. Place your cups, spoons and sieve into the sink. With your fork, mix these ingredients until just combined. It will look like large biscuit crumbs. Retrieve your chocolate and butter mixture that you have set aside and give it a final short stir and then add this to the large mixing bowl. Put your empty chocolate and butter bowl and dessert spoon in the sink. Use your fork to further mix the ingredients together until just combined. In a small bowl, place five level teaspoons of the egg replacer. And then add 
15 dessert spoons of water or 150 mils. Now give this a stir to combine. And then add this to your mixture. Stir the mixture again until all your ingredients are combined with your whisk or fork. Put your small bowl, teaspoon, whisks or fork in the sink. Your batter will be quite liquidy and that's normal because this is a dessert cake. Okay, so now you're going to pour your mixture into your prepared cake tin using your batter spatula or a dessert spoon. Place your bowl and dessert spoon in the sink. Now to remove any air bubbles, gently tap the cake tin on the bench a couple of times. And then with your aluminium foil, you're going to pop that over the top of this cake pan and seal it. Okay, so carefully place your cake pan on the middle rack of the oven. Set your timer for 60 minutes. Have next to your oven a clean fork oven mitts or two tea towels and your drying rack if you have one. Now is the time to wash your dishes and clean the bench. The remaining time is all yours now. Do whatever you like but don't go too far away from your timer. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. When the timer goes off Open the oven door and stand away a little bit to let the steam escape. While doing this, try and be as quick as you can to reduce the amount of heat being lost through the open oven door. Carefully pull out the oven tray with the baking cake about halfway out of the oven and remove the foil. Then pierce the cake with your fork. Your cake is ready when you remove the fork and it comes out fairly clean. Tiny bits of cake on the fork is fine, 
as long as it's not wet batter. If it is not cooked, close the oven door and put on the timer again for 10 more minutes. Or five minutes if you feel that it's nearly baked. Put boil in the bin. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Okay, so you're going to remove your cake from the oven when it's baked with your oven mitts or two tea towels, one in each hand. And keep it in this baking pan for 15 minutes. Turn off your oven. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Using a tea towel, carefully open up the spring of your baking pan to release the cake and lift up the outer ring up over the cake and then remove the baking paper. Now, if you have a cooling rack, you can place this over the top of the cake and flip the cake over. Then remove the base of the cake pan and the baking paper. And let the base of this cake cool a bit before flipping again to the correct side with your hands. Let it completely cool on the cooling rack. Now, if you don't have a cooling rack, just let the cake cool down on the base of the cake pan, but try and speed up the cooling by allowing air to circulate under the base of the cake. So a good way to do this is on top of your gas cooktop or on the drainer section of your sink. And if you don't have any of these, uh, you can raise it up by popping the base on some aluminium utensils. You can wash up your cake pan now. Okay, you can press pause now and press play again when your cake is completely cool. So time to decorate your cake. Before you place your cake onto your serving plate, Leave it on your kitchen bench and place half a level dessert spoon of cocoa into the tea strainer and sprinkle over the cake. Or if you don't have one, just grab pinches of cocoa powder and sprinkle over the cake. Now place your cake onto your serving plate and decorate it with your fresh raspberries or strawberries in designs of your using. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Pop your dessert spoon and tea strainer in the sink and put your packet of cocoa away and wipe down your bench. Eat and enjoy your chocolate dessert cake. Well done, you can cook. Okay, so episode notes for chocolate dessert cake. If you don't have a microwave to melt the chocolate and butter, what you can do is place a saucepan that has about two inches or six centimeters of water in it on your stove top and bring it to a simmer. 
So this is a simmer, is when there are gentle bubbles on the surface of the water and steam is being produced. So maintain this water temperature and carefully place your mixing bowl over the top of this saucepan. It needs to fit snug so that no steam is escaping. So in this mixing bowl you're going to have your chocolate and butter. So you're going to stir this until it's completely melted. Be careful though that steam is hot. So a good tip is to wrap your hand in a tea towel while stirring and to use two tea towels, carefully lift the bowl off the saucepan when it's all melted. Now for storage requirements, at room temperature, any parts of the cake that have been sliced and the inside of the cake is exposed to air, this needs to be sealed with cling or freezer wrap and then wrap the whole cake making sure it is fully sealed with cling wrap or a freezer bag and you can also place it in a sealed container. So you can keep that at room temperature for up to three days. You can also refrigerate the cake. So also though any parts of the cake that has been sliced and the inside of the cake is exposed to the air, this needs to be sealed with cling or freezer wrap and then wrap the whole cake making sure it's fully sealed with cling wrap or a freezer bag. And then you can also, if you choose, place this in a sealed plastic container. It will keep in the refrigerator for five days. Now you can also freeze this cake, but you need to not decorate it with the cocoa or the fruit. So just fully wrap and seal the cake with cling wrap or freezer wrap. Place it in a Ziploc bag or a sealed container for up to three months. And then you can thaw this at room temperature for a few hours before you need it. Thanks for spending time with me today. And please like or share this podcast and subscribe for more recipes. A review would also greatly be appreciated. Easy as pie. Lemon, apple or cherry. Also, you can visit my I Can Cook blog on my website, cakesofmelbourne.com.au. Here you will find lots of photos to help you even more with these recipes. And for those of you who are a little more advanced and just want a tried and true, no-fail recipe, scroll down to the end of each blog where you will find the traditional recipe format. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email or voice recording to info at cakesofmelbourne.com.au. I can't wait to share the next exciting recipe with you. Till next time, bye. Baby, I crave your affection. When I stepped in sweet confection, I need your my sugar.